Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by a brother and sister from another mister. I'm David. I'm Cam. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. Hey, Boo, what's going on? Hey, how are you today, Boo? I'm doing well. I mean, we're finally getting a little bit of sun, right? Yes. But I'm not complaining. I like the overcast weather, but I saw an interesting comment on social media the other day about how they said, so LA is London and New York is LA. And, you know, because we've had a lot of overcast skies, just like London typically does. Mm-hmm. And then New York is on fire, just like California wildfires. Jesus. A lot happening, a lot happening, but we're blessed in California because the sun mm-hmm. is currently shining. I'm looking out of my window and it is not gray. So I'm happy for that. And I just wanted to say congratulations to all of the graduates. Bum, it's bum, bum, season. Bum. Yeah, yeah, congratulations, graduates out there. But you know what? I saw there's interesting things like fifth grade promotion ceremonies. Like it used to be a thing when I, they did a little something, something, but they make them such a big deal now. Like they're getting uh, stoles and sashes. And I'm like, really? You just go into sixth grade. Let let the babies <laughs> celebrate. Maybe we don't understand because we don't have kids. But if we had kids, we'll be like, that's my baby graduating third grade. Yeah, but they didn't do that for us when we graduated into the next mm-hmm. grade. I, I can remember. I think I only had a kindergarten promotion. Mm-hmm. And then my next one after that was. Eighth grade to ninth I, grade. Well, I was thinking, I think I had a fifth grade promotion because oh, I was I going to a middle school uh-huh. grade level but I went to a private Christian school so maybe so, they did it differently maybe that makes sense because the one I saw that a friend posted on social media was their fifth grader going to sixth grade so I guess so <laughs> and like, I'm like really does that warrant a whole ceremony <laughs> not for my parents well okay the ceremony at school right uh-huh. but my parents did not throw no big shebang at home they're just mm-hmm. like okay well I mean we expected such <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> it's like don't get held back a year okay so but yeah just so happy for all the graduates from pre-k to doctoral graduates and everybody who received certifications and yeah um, and um, uh, credentials. credentials I was gonna say what is that word credentials yeah <laughs> And special shout out to uh, Farai. He graduated from San Marcos. So, and I know he listens. (laughs) Congratulations, (laughs) Farai. And also, too, want to say rest in peace to the legend Tina Turner. Mm. So that was happening all like it was ceremonies and then she passed. And I was like, man, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, well, that kind of hit me because, you know, I grew up listening to Tina Turner through the 80s when mm-hmm. she was really big. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she hasn't. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you better be good to me. <laughs> anime, anime bullet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just like um, as she got older, she hasn't done anything really much because she retired, retired from music. But it's sad to see, you know, some such a legend pass away. Yeah. And then. In terms of the wrestling world, another legend passed away, the Iron Sheik. Oh, rest and in peace. Yeah, so, so he's a, you know, big enemy of Hulk Hogan's back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, but you know, it's like, it's, 
on one hand, it's bittersweet because it's sad that they passed away, but it's also uh, they were lucky to have great lives and live that long. That is. Well, true. I don't know if Tina's early part of her life was great, but, but you know what? It she, shaped who she is, and she lived longer than Ike. <laughs> <laughs> right? She and, did, and. I, I didn't know her personally, but I don't think she abused drugs and alcohol. So I would think that her life in Switzerland, she was living peacefully, mm-hmm. you know? Up so. in her chateau. Okay. I want to live in a <laughs> chateau in Switzerland. <laughs> That's the way to go out. <laughs> well, you know, even though we would be li- we would be living in a chateau, we'd still probably get our meals from Jack in the Box. <laughs> Do they have Jack in a Box in Switzerland? I, I doubt they do. <laughs> I think it's a West Coast, mostly West Coast-ish kind of chain. Jack in the Crack. Yeah, that's what we locals out here call it, Jack in the Crack. But some of their food be tasting like crack in a good way. In a good way. That's why we go back to eat it. Them sliced tacos. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. They have the most ghetto tacos, but they're good. You know? Once I found out they put sliced cheese in their tacos, I said, what is this? But it tastes good. I well, don't that's know. the thing. You could barely call it a taco, but it's still yummy. They don't look like me. Especially don't. when you have a hangover or you you had a long night drinking and you get these tacos. Something about like the grease from the taco probably yeah. soaked up. Not that we have long nights of drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot handle that's no, not Honestly, me. that's true. I don't do that. It's, I've just yeah. heard from people that's, you know, hits the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimate, but like, speaking hangover. of that, uh-huh. you know, I I know we saw that Uncle Snoop Snoop Dog, he got a he's teaming up with Jack in the Box and he has a munchie box with them. And <laughs> so you know what, boo? You know what, what, boo? I was desperate last night, so I went to Jack in the Box. Uh huh. For dinner. Okay. Because I had a coupon for a five fifty cluck sandwich. Hey. It's their chicken sandwich, which is really good, by the way. I think it is in competition with Popeyes, just in case anyone out there has not tried Jack in the Box's cluck sandwich. But when I was driving up to the menu board, I saw the Snoop Munchie meal. And I was <laughs> like, what is that? But then I saw $14. And that's saying $14. <laughs> But I'm sorry, boo. Go ahead. I no, it's okay. I mean, I was like you too, like $14. But compared to most fast food meals these days, you do get a lot in terms of what's in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know $14 won't even get you that much uh, going to like Carl's Jr. True. So, yeah. But what's in the box for Snoop's Munchie meal mm-hmm. is the spicy sauce and loaded chicken sandwich. And, it, and the sandwich itself has... Crispy chicken strips, bacon crumbles, French fries topped with white cheese sauce. So that's all in the sandwich. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then you get um, the sandwich served with a classic taco. There's that um, taco. <laughs> uh, a brownie, because you know how brown people like brownies after they do a little. Are they fun. laced with uh, that ooh wee sticky yicky yicky? I, I doubt. <laughs> I doubt it is from Jack in the Box, but you know people make their own. Mm-hmm. And then you get medium curly fry, a drink, and then apparently a purple haze air freshener. <laughs> well, you know, hey, because I'm sure that box, all those smells can like sync up your car. So then you can just freshen up your car with that uh, air freshener. Well, <laughs> it, it'll probably smell like weed, though. <laughs> Some people like the smell of Kush. <laughs> they do. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, everybody else was doing their celebrity meals, so I am not mad at Snoop for getting no. in on for getting well, in on that. That's the thing. Usually, it was like McDonald's. So here's Jack in the Box finally getting one done here. So and and, and also, I mean, to have a Snoop inspired meal to me, that's I would say better than the McDonald's meals that they've had. Well, I also say Jack in the Box knows their audience and who's eating their food. <laughs> Late night munchy meals. Yeah, exactly. Those late night <laughs> munchy meals. <laughs> well, but, if if um I do try out that $14 box, I'll be sure to let you know. But I'm kind of scared. It seemed like a lot was going on in that sandwich. Yeah, I mean, you might be ready to um for a doctor's visit after that. <laughs> you know? Speaking of RIP, I guess. Oh <laughs> Lord Jesus. I ain't trying to die. I'm trying to taste the box. But, you know, I think something you could do more so with that $14, you can go to some restaurants like I went to recently. Where'd you go, boo? Let us know. <laughs> Let the boo-boos know. So I found a new hidden gem called Pan Dumpling House. Mm. And it's in Corona, but it's really kind of pushing uh, Corona, California. And it's pushing kind of the Corona address because it's right there on the border with Norco. So um, did it stink over there like horses. It did not. So you know, because there's still corona-ish, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Norco is kind of like a horse town. It is. Yeah. And a lot of feed stores, mm-hmm. livestock feed stores. So and, um, which is cool. I mean, hey, if you're in the equestrian lifestyle. Yeah, and because <laughs> you could drive through Norco and people are riding their horses on the side of the road. <laughs> it's it feels like the old west sometimes over there. Horse crossing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see that there. <laughs> but um, I went to a place called Pan Dumpling House, and their food was excellent. Everything that I tried, you know, it's n- it's not a run of the mill Chinese restaurant. Um, it, it seems more like a Chinese Taiwanese fusion. Mm-hmm. But I tried the beef roll pancake, and it's mm-hmm. basically a big sh- chunks of beef rolled into a what is it like a garlic green onion? Not a garlic green onion pancake. Oh, okay. So, yeah, not like a savory pancake. I mean, it is a savory pancake, but it's got like seasoning and the green onions in there. And they use that to roll up beef in there. And it's just a nice hearty bite of food. And it's an appetizer. Mm-hmm. And then- Was there a um, dipping sauce with that pancake? I'm all no, but they have sauce. all the condiments. On it with the... <laughs> we know what you mean, boo. <laughs> But they have all the condiments at the table. Like you, you can you, you use your, um, you know, chili sauce or the soy sauces and things uh, like that. Okay. Um, then we also tried the pan fried shrimp and pork dumplings, Ooh. and those were excellent because when they pan fry them, they keep one side down on the pan longer and it gets crispy and it gets there's there's a nice um, coating of fried goodness that you can pull off and eat like it, i don't know it's just so it's crunchy yeah it's, it's different crunchy. texture than the dumpling That's, it's there it's fantastic and then the little pork juices <laughs> shrimp juices <laughs> well speaking of shrimp i had the honey walnut shrimp because the reviews on yelp were saying hey, you have to try this and it really was very good speaking um, of shrimp real quick did mm-hmm. you know that our campus is getting a panda express Oh, that's big They may news. have honey walnut shrimp there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our students will be excited about that. I hope it's good. I hope it's not lackluster because it's not a real, pa- it's a Panda Express, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you know, because, yeah, the quality might still not be the same. I don't know if we, <laughs> you could say the quality is there at, at all the Panda Expresses, though. 
But, you know, it'll be a nice addition to what we have also here on Habit Burger, mm-hmm. which is surprising that we got that. We trying. We are trying. <laughs> I know there's people at other universities like, oh, you got? I'm like, I'm sorry, Long Beach. We don't got a Krispy Kreme on our campus. We're not fancy. <laughs> but, um, and then I also tried, the star of the night for me was the wide hand pulled noodle. And they hand made these noodles and they're these big, fat, firm, chewy noodles. <laughs> and that uh, that's the thing. I was, I was biting into it and I said, why is there so, such good chewability to this? Wait, is it comparable to udon? No, or they're they- they're wide, flat, and fat. Did wide I just describe fat. myself? No. <laughs> Boo. We are not doing that today. But and then they're they season it uh, with some spice, so it's uh, but not too spicy. But it the chew, like I said, the chewability of it is amazing. The texture in your mouth, um, it just I don't know, it's just it's so pleasant to eat, and I, I can't wait to go back and have some of those. Segwaying into another food, and I see this is why I was like, maybe I am uh, wide and. <laughs> You are enjoying your life, enjoying these delicious saying, foods. My taste buds need flavor. So, so when you do RIP, at least you know you'd be like, I ate well. <laughs> I ate what I ate. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> but I went to the Galleria Tonkatsu, which was in LA. It's in a Korean mall in LA, in, in the Koreatown area. And it, I had this combination play of um, a pork cutlet is basically what tonkatsu is and with om rice and i'll explain these things to you so to break down tonkatsu um ton which basically in japanese means pig or pork mm-hmm. and then uh katsu is a shortened version of katsuretsu which means cutlet so that's how we get the word tonkatsu <laughs> and nice. so thank you for that lesson you're welcome and then the other part of that which i had was om rice it's basically thin fully cooked sheet of egg i know how you, how you feel about egg boo. <laughs> well no as long as it's not like oh yeah runny or runny yeah yeah but the, was this egg running in yolk no no no. it's a fully cooked sheet of egg it's a See? like thin sheet of egg that's cooked mm-hmm. and then they wrap that around fried rice Oh, that sounds good. Yes, fantastic. And usually the traditional version, especially like in Korea, they you, you, whatever fried rice you get, they wrap the om rice or the omelet around that, the thin egg, uh-huh. and then they put ketchup on top. Oh, and I'm I'm a sauce person, so I, <laughs> and I do put ketchup on my eggs. There Some you go. See, I put yep. ketchup on scrambled eggs, and then I also dip my boiled eggs in ketchup. Hey, so you could eat on Guam too, because they do that too in Guam. So. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> But um, so I had the om rice with the tonkatsu, very delicious. It came with um, a whole little banchan thing they gave you. Uh-huh. And they gave you like the um, radish kimchi and a sa- side salad and Korean uh, macaroni salad, which is a little sweet, which I that's why I tend not to like it. But theirs was not too bad. And then I know because we talked about Koreana last week, boo, but they do have yeah. Korean mac salad there, I believe. Um, I think they do like on the cold items mm-hmm. portion, like because they have like a cold salad bar yeah. option. And I didn't pay attention because you know what my, my <laughs> strategy like meat. was. <laughs> meat. <laughs> don't want any of that. Thank you. Yeah, I guess you don't want to get yourself full on the, the inconsequential things. Yeah. Um, but and then what? Oh, then they gave you two che- sauce options, which is nice. They gave you like the curry sauce. Or a cheese sauce to dip your tonkatsu or whatever else you wanted in there. 
is the cheese sauce like a Velveeta cons- consistency or something different? It was, I wouldn't say it was as thick as Velveeta, but it wasn't runny. So uh, somewhere in between. I mean, you're speaking my language though, because I love me some sauces. <laughs> let me catch up. I love me some cheese. <laughs> so I might have to try this place out. Yeah, I mean, well, it's very interesting. I have to warn people who aren't Korean because when you walk into this mall, uh-huh. you'll get blasted. If you walked into, have you ever went, walked to, have you had a Korean friend and walked into their, if they're very traditional, walked into their house? Well, you have to all. take your shoes off? Well, not just that, but usually the house smells like kimchi. Right? But see, that doesn't, that I'm, because I know. What but it might be off-putting like, for people. I, true. You know, I'm cultured, not saying that other people <laughs> aren't, but if I smell that, or yeah. like if you walk into a house and it smells like strong curry, I'm mm. not going to be like, oh my God, you know. But some people react that way. So when the mall doors open and you walk into this Korean mall, you get a, you get hit in the face with the blast of kimchi smell. It slaps you in the face. It, it does. It slaps <laughs> you in the face. But you know, and that's the thing. It's like, um, yeah, it's there's certain household because they cook with such pungent ingredients, the house smells like that. And mm-hmm. um, the mall kind of smells like that. So if you're not accustomed to that, it's going to be, it'll throw you off. Mm. Um, but kimchi is healthy for you. So yeah, fermented foods. That's why Koreans live quite long. Well, the older Koreans, I can't talk about these young Koreans because they be eating American diets now. They be eating Jack in the crack. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I would, I would, uh, oh, the other part I want to mention before I conclude about my trip there was um, you want to watch out the pronunciation of tonkatsu and tong, uh, what is it, tonkotsu, which is a pork based ramen broth. So, and it's just kind of funny with Japanese because there are certain ways if you got to watch the pronunciation, for example, those of you who speak Japanese, obviously, you'll learn kawaii which sounds is means cute right mm-hmm. and kawaii with the o is um like basically terrible ugly mean and so you don't want to offend anyone yeah so you don't want to talk to this cute little japanese person and be like oh you're so kawaii they're not gonna cry right because no. you meant to say kawaii and for me the best way to remember that is hawaii is beautiful and kawaii is beautiful and cute so <laughs> Good correlation. Yeah, I'm like dropping that. lessons today. I mean, you're just educating the masses. Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> well, I did eat some foods on some yummy foods on my trip to Boston and New York last hey, week. East I was Coast. traveling. I was I was an East Coast person last week. <laughs> a transplant. <laughs> <Just last week. laughs> but I'm back. I'm back in Cali. Well, it's funny because it was sunny and hot in Boston and New York. Well, it was sunny and hot in Boston. When I went to New York, it was kind of overcast. But in California, all last week was gloomy. And I saw on social media, like you said, boo, people were talking about, wow, did the sun just permanently leave California? (laughs) (laughs) So people were telling me on the East Coast that I bought the sunshine from Southern California. I was like, oh, thank you. You did with your sunny disposition, (laughs) boo. Oh, I appreciate you. But so... I went to Boston for a work trip uh, for a conference. I presented at a civic engagement conference. Well, um, civic engagement and democratic engagement meeting. Um, I was chosen for a poster presentation, which I will kind of talk about later, but I wanted to talk about the lobster roll that I had in Boston. Now, 
most of my meals, the conference did provide, but I wanted to make it a point. I was like, no, I have to try a lobster roll and I wanted to try some chowder, not chowder, but chowder, because that's how they say it. Um, didn't get a chance to try any chowder because it was hot and I don't want to eat soup in 90 degree weather, <laughs> but the lobster roll that I had, okay, how much do you think a lobster roll goes, goes for in Boston? In Boston? Mm-hmm. Um, Boston. Well, I, I would assume because their lobsters are more plentiful, it wouldn't be as expensive, but okay. uh, maybe I'm wrong, boo. So... I had this grand idea, right? I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go to Fenway Park. I'm going to get a lobster roll. I'm in line and I go to order on this little kiosk thing. Mm, Don't tell me it was like $22. Boo. $36. I was even more (laughs) off than that. (laughs) And I was like, I could not see myself paying almost $40 for one sandwich. Did you step out of line, boo? No, I just ordered the bacon <laughs> cheeseburger. Oh, okay. That you was still $14. Hungry. You're still hungry. So. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, e- even though, again, I could have justified it as dinner because work was playing, paying for my meal. Yeah, but, but still. a $36 sandwich? That for- don't sit right in my soul either. <laughs> no side items. Yeah, no not side even items. chips. Not even chips, oh, not no. even a drink. I was like, I can't do this. Um, but I'm pretty sure our boo-boos know what a lobster roll is. But just in case you have not heard it, because, you know, we got international. Yeah, listeners. I know. They're going to be like, <laughs> international listeners will be like, what is a lobster roll? So typically, a lobster roll consists of meat, claw, knuckle, and tail meat. And the original version of the lobster roll includes being drenched in butter and mm-hmm. served in a hot toasted bun speaking my language now <laughs> like anything drenched in butter just sounds delicious well that whole sentence you just <laughs> said there sounds like bedroom play to me too <laughs> sensual butter and wet and hot slippery buns <laughs> hey what kind of podcast is this? <laughs> we shift into our demographic now just playing <laughs> I mean, but yeah, well, this is this is bougie booze after dark now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the little sexy music? That's why Cam and I got talking all ASMR style. <laughs> <laughs> so you just turned some people on, boo. <laughs> oh my goodness. But okay, so what's funny is, like you said, I was still going to be hungry after the bacon cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. So when I got back to the hotel, I was like, I'm getting me a lobster roll. I don't care if it's 11 p.m. before you I leave. You had to have a lobster roll. Yes. So guess how much a lobster roll was at the hotel? $42. So luckily it was cheaper by oh, a whole goodness. whopping $2. It was oh, so $34. Versus 36 But at least the lobster roll at the hotel came with french fries oh. and a fat pickle spear. And they bring it to you. There you go. And I got bottles of ketchup, so I drenched my fries all in ketchup. And I was shoving this buttery lobster roll in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it came with like a nice big leaf of lettuce too. It was so good. Like I wanted another one, but it was late. Uh But good thing about lobster, it's not a heavy meat. You know what I mean? So I could have ate another one. 
but I was saved because room service closed. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that's my problem but with lobster rolls. When they're good, they're good, but they're usually small. This one was a decent size. Okay. Yeah. And I like the the toast bun is like a brioche style. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good and toasted and the buttery and <laughs> lobster is sweet and it's light. If you could only see the look on her face as she's describing this. <laughs> I'm like almost like touching myself. You were. <laughs> I could almost see the drool coming out your mouth. Because <laughs> it was so good. I was like, well, I should have had this sooner. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> okay, but so yeah, so I did taste the lobster roll, did have a bacon cheeseburger that was topped with um, maple bacon crumbles, which I thought was cool. The ketchup at Fenway Park, because again, this is going back to my sauce fetish. Mm-hmm. It was sugar-free ketchup, but it tasted more like barbecue sauce. So I don't know if an employee maybe made a mistake and put barbecue sauce in the ketchup container, or if that was their version of ketchup. Yeah, you never know, I guess. I I never know. So, um, and then other than that, I kind of just had the typical food in Boston because it was conference meals, Mm -hmm. you know, so like uh, flatbread pizza, crab cakes, but nothing to write home about. But that lobster roll (laughs) (laughs) is something to write home about, I'm telling you. There you go. um, But a lot of people were asking me why I chose to fly out of Palm Springs to go to Boston or to go to the East Coast. So as you know, Boo, our traffic in Southern California is horrible. (laughs) And if you're flying to the East Coast from the West Coast, you have to leave really early to get to the East Coast at quote unquote a decent time, right? Mm -hmm. So when I was checking flights out of LA, checking flights out of Ontario, everything was super early and there was really expensive. And so I was like, let me check Palm Springs really quick. Palm Springs had a flight leaving at 3 p.m., and you get to Boston at 1.40 a.m., but it was cheap. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take this flight just because I can kind of relax in the morning. I cannot be rushing. I can drive to Palm Springs. It's a pretty drive. Go to Palm Springs, eat lunch at their cute little cafe that they have, and just wait for my flight. However, getting to, Boston, getting to Boston at 2 a.m. was brutal. <laughs> Because I had a layover in Denver. Oh, okay. And, you know, it's a time change in Denver because they're an hour ahead and then a time change in Boston. So within the day, I had like three different time changes. Yeah. Started my day in the, like what, new at noon and didn't get to Boston. So two in the morning, didn't check into my hotel at three. So it was a long day, but thank God I made it safely. Um, poster presentation the title of it is why collaboration matters in civic engagement strategy to balance voter education voter engagement and student voter turnout efforts and so as a black woman you know that's very important to me mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was out there making my ancestors proud <laughs> um like I said I went to a Boston Red Sox game now can you guess how much my tickets were boo to the Red Sox game um well, I don't know because I, like I which like where did you sit? So I wasn't like I guess it was plaza level. It was covered. I think that's considered plaza. Okay. So were they like $42? So I am happy to say that these tickets were way less than a lobster roll. $18? 
25. Okay, not bad. Not and bad. it was a good view. And I had a good experience. Um, I sung Sweet Caroline because I guess that maybe <laughs> that's like a tradition in at the at a Boston Red Sox game. Um, Boston won, so good for them. And I really just wanted to go to the game to visit Fenway Park. Fenway Park is very historical. Mm -hmm. The Red Sox have played there since 1912. And if you're a baseball fan, you know, the legend Babe Ruth played at Fenway Park. So now I can say I've been to Fenway. Um, I left Boston going to New York. So I took a Greyhound, went down to good old New York. (laughs) Don't know why I chose to do that because my time in New York was... It was interesting. So when I left Boston, like the smoke started to creep in from the wildfire in Canada. Uh And so when I got to New York, it was clear, right? Yeah. So I'm like, cool. Get to New York. The first thing that I see at the bus station, (laughs) a a man was blowing his nose with no tissue. (laughs) (laughs) I was traumatized. Welcome to New York, Cam. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. And and y'all keep in mind, the bus station is in the heart of of, uh, Times Square. So Mm -hmm. if you are familiar with that area, it's a lot of things going on, a lot of hustle and bustle. People are yelling. You hear cars honking, taxis, like what you see on the TV is really that area. Uh, Luckily, the hotel I was staying at was in Flushing, which is closest to Queens. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Queens? I am. Yeah. Flushing is where they do the um um the tennis uh isn't it? Uh what am I like trying to say? Tennis tournament? Yeah, the, the big one in America. It'll come to me. You can okay. keep talking, boo. <laughs> okay. But um Queens, it's funny because if you ever watch Coming to America, Prince Akeem and Simi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy's characters, they land in Queens from Africa. <laughs> so I just pictured in my head that the area was going to look like what I saw in the movie coming to America totally different but um that's why I chose to stay in Flushing because I was like I want to visit Queens but yeah some of the things that I did in uh New York so you know rode the subway of course checked out Times Square I walked past Madison Square Garden visited a botanical garden in Queens now this was not my first time in New York so I kind of just wanted to go because I was on the east coast so why not and the greyhound Mm -hmm. bus was was fairly cheap Uh, my flight home was out of LaGuardia and this airport it doesn't even look like an airport like you feel like you're in the mall when you're in LaGuardia airport I love those kind of uh, airports it's very nicely designed and you know how sometimes airports can feel like tense and stressful Mm -hmm. you do not have this feeling at all this airport has a lot of uh glass windows like floor-to-ceiling windows so you have a lot of natural lighting coming in you see water which naturally calms you but in the middle of the airport there is a water show and the water show kind of takes you through the history of New York (laughs) and I sat there for about five minutes watching this water show I was like like mini Vegas now (laughs) yes and then before you get to your gate you go through all of these shops because of course they want people to spend money to buy souvenirs to take home, which I like. So um, overall, my trip to the East Coast was really good. And I'm happy that I came back because as soon as I came back, I looked at my phone and the entire New York was orange. 
yeah, the sky was ablaze from the fires in Canada. Yeah. So, I mean, pray prayers for, for New York and Boston and all those neighboring cities and states over there. So, um, like I said, I was starting to see the smoke and starting to get affected, but it wasn't as bad as it is now. You yeah. got out of there just in time, boom. I did. So, wow. I felt like I was boring you. No, no, no. Why? I just was talking for a long time. Well, I, I was, because in my mind, I was trying to, I was racking my brain over what I was trying to say earlier, the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. And that happens at Flushing Meadows in Queens. Oh, okay. So that's why oh. I was like, that sounds so familiar, but I, because I'm not the hugest tennis fan, but one of my friends is. Me, I'm, I'm not either. And I wish <laughs> I would have known that because I would have went to that area. Yeah, the Arthur Ashe Stadium is there. Hmm, seems like I would have knew that. I saw the city field, and that's where the New York Mets play. So okay. my hotel wasn't far from um, the Mets Stadium. Um, well, you so, got a lot done on that little trip of yours. I did. It was a lot of hustle and bustle, but I covered a lot of ground. So, <laughs> and then shout out to the staff um, at the Sheraton in Flushing. They were really nice, nice people, and they let me check in my room like 11 a.m. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it's, it's really nice when they let you check in early. Exactly. So. But like I said, you got out just in time with the the wildfires causing havoc, the Canadian wildfires causing havoc in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, so that weather and the condition seems icky. Correct. <laughs> and Correct. that leads me into K-pop, which my favorite group <laughs> is back, Card. If you listen to the uh, podcast regularly, you know Card is my favorite K-pop group. Uh-huh. And um, their new album and singles called Icky. I was going to say, okay, where are you going with this? Because yeah. I know you're not calling K-pop Icky. I no, was definitely waiting. not. I was waiting for it to land. But um, so I love the new single, Icky. Um, it's got a lot of attention compared to past singles only because it's very grown-up K-pop in terms of the lyrics. Okay. And, you know, are BM, they talking about um, like a... Are they breaking up with a love interest? No, and in the context of what icky means is basically you get an icky on the floor rolling around doing the icky. Doing the icky, icky after you smoked a ooey. Uh, Maybe, (laughs) but they're just talking about under the sheets and rolling on the floor. Oh, alrighty. (laughs) <laughs> this is and, x this is an x-rated uh, episode. well I, I know and we're scandalous today <laughs> but i just want to talk about well bm my favorite member on the in the group uh big matthew he has a rap and the lyrics are what are getting to people because he says it's about to get risky hands getting frisky threw it back caught it like frisbee mm-hmm. so people already were like Ooh, what throwing it back but he's not done so then he goes aroma pheromones diffusing all over situation might get sticky icky icky then this is the big line coming up right here got you excited climax yeah basically this is where people are losing their minds got you excited said she want more than a tip i ain't talking about guidance That's in a K-pop song. <laughs> Wait, do they have that like explicit uh, label on the, you know how back in the day when you bought CDs? Not re- no, because this is kind of innuendo, content. right? And actually, when you watch Korean reactors, that whole line goes over their their heads because they don't know English as well. So they don't mm-hmm. get the, the innuendo from that. But uh-huh. American reactors or English speaking reactors are like, oh, did he just say what I thought he just said? <laughs> he, he ready to, okay, okay. So this is grown up K-pop, y'all. Mm. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, it was fun. It's a great jam for summer too. And then the album 
I really enjoy the album as well. So I got my album and I got my little photo cards. But of course, I always want BM stuff because he's my favorite. But I didn't get as much. I got more of the other members, which is fine. I love them all. You know what um, BM stands for on social media? Well, there's a lot of things <laughs> that BM could stand for. Baby mama. I think there, there's that. Awesome. Or there's bowel movement. <laughs> there's big muscles. <laughs> I guess in, in the context, whatever content you're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, in this context, he's Big Matthew. No, yeah, you know, Big Matthew ready to put the tip in, no guidance or whatever. No more than the tip. That's the thing. So, <laughs> okay. but anyway, so I was perusing through uh, my emails the other day, and was today the eighth. So the June eighth is when we're recording, and so the sixth, I got it. I was looking through my emails, and Ticketmaster emailed me and said, "Oh." car tickets go on sale I'm like oh great I'm gonna I want to see them again uh -huh. so I opened up the email and said on the 7th at 8 a.m and boom mm -hmm. you know I don't do mornings <laughs> because what was I doing on the 7th at 8 a.m I was picking up a shirt for you <laughs> <laughs> that's right my boo was so kind enough because uh my union rep for where I work was like he saw me on the 6th walking with Cam on campus and he said you're going to come pick up your t-shirt tomorrow they're in and I said oh what time he said from 8 a.m I was like oh no I don't I laughed in his face and I was like no I don't do that he looked confused he did look confused he said well we have an early start time I'm like you mean I mean you have an early start time so my boo was kind enough to offer to pick up my shirt for me because I was not going to be there for between eight and ten to pick up this shirt but now you are in a dilemma because you got to be up at 8 a.m. to get card tickets. But this is for card. So, but here, let me tell you about this. Book. <laughs> okay. I, I set my alarm and the night before I thought, you know, I need to try to go to bed early because I got to wake up before eight to get these tickets. But why did I still go to bed at 4 a.m.? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and still set my alarm. Okay. So I set the alarm for 7.30 and I woke up at 7.30, but I was like, I, I don't need to get into the waiting room till at least 10 minutes before. So I'm going to sleep another 15 minutes. Now so you, the, <laughs> you live in life on the dangerous side. I know I'm on the edge here. Mm -hmm. So I set the alarm for 745, woke up at 745, got myself into the waiting queue. Uh -huh. It's like, okay, just got to hang out for 15 more minutes. Should I set an alarm? No, no, I could stay up for 15 minutes. I fell asleep. Boo. But then the Lord was watching over me because I woke up right at eight o'clock with that I, finger of love that's what they say in church he touched me with that finger of love sure and my eyes flew open <laughs> they did and then but see the thing is i panicked i was like oh my gosh so then i checked on my phone it's at 8 8 a.m and i was buying the tickets through my phone because i heard i don't know if those of you out there know this but or have found this to be true your chances of getting better tickets on the app on your phone is better than when you buy online because they want to encourage people to buy phone uh tickets through their apps mm, okay so that's what I heard. Mm -hmm. So that's I mean, what that I was sounds doing believable it. because every company now is like, oh, the app, the app, the app, mm -hmm. everything is so app driven. So, yeah. Yeah. So, but then I panicked because what if I messed up the queue? Because you know how when you try to keep your phone screen on? <laughs> well, since I fell asleep, if you all heard that, my boo sneeze, bless you. <laughs> Thank you, boo. I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> <laughs> but my phone screen went off while I was asleep. So I didn't know if it was going to come back up when I pulled the screen back up. So it for reset me and I kind of got panicky. Uh -huh. What if I was got kicked out of the waiting room? But fortunately, when I turned my phone screen back on and it said that I was um, put into the waiting room and then into the queue. Uh -huh. 
And then within like 30 seconds of me doing that, it said, congratulations, it's time to buy your ticket. So I woke up right on time, boo. Praise Jesus. Yes. So <laughs> I ended up getting really great seats. Yeah. Uh, I'll be sitting, because I chose not to sit in the orchestra. Only I only told myself if I can get in the first two rows of the orchestra, mm -hmm. then I would get those. But the, I didn't see those offered anywhere. So the next best option for me was the balcony. Because this is at the Orpheum Theater in LA. And if you sit in the balcony, you pretty much can see the whole stage perfectly. It's pretty close. Very intimate. Yeah. And so I'm happy sitting there because I could watch all the choreo, watch them do all their thing from above. Because when you're sometimes you're at ground level, you really can't see things as well. No, because you're, then you're always looking at the Jumbotron or the monitor that they have. I don't think the Orpheum has. It doesn't monitor. have that because yeah. every every seat is good. But when you're at orchestra level, you're looking up. Mm -hmm. right so yeah. sometimes you miss things in the back of the stage but when you're sitting it i'm sorry i said balcony i didn't sit in back that's the top top i'm sitting in the middle top which mezzanine. is the mezzanine thank you boo <laughs> yes. you good you good look at me doing a disservice to myself like i'm a balcony peon <laughs> i just like no offense to the people who are sitting in the balconies <laughs> jesus but no i'm in the mezzanine okay so i'm happy with that i got what i wanted so yeah, I'll be going to see Card again. I've seen them almost on every tour except for one. Well, I mean, at this rate, Card, if you're listening, invite my boo backstage. Thank you. Right? Do Get an interview with me, Big Matthew and company. Get him some merch, photo ops, interviews, <laughs> something. <laughs> you have a faithful fan here. Yes, for so. life. <laughs> well, remember, boo, a couple of weeks ago, I kept saying my sister is going to see BM. And you're like, I don't see no, you said she was seeing RM. See, look. I, <laughs> well, BM and RM are so different. Now I'm, I'm, I'm still lost. She's baby K-pop, baby K-pop. <laughs> but anyway, so she she was not seeing either of them. No, she wasn't, because she saw Sugar slash Augusty. <laughs> I sent it to you like three, didn't I say it like three yeah, times? Because I use a boo, my sister's seeing RM. I'm like, but she's not. <laughs> <laughs> you you were so nice about it you're like i don't see that he's touring right now because <laughs> every time because every time she said that maybe i'm wrong but the only person i know coming to the forum where she saw her sister saw the concert was sugar and so i was like do you mean august d sugar and she, she's but every time she kept saying rm <laughs> but you look you got bts numbers down so oh, i'm i'm working on it i'm working on it but speaking of music for our boo-boos out there, June is Black Music Month. Burr, 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 burr. Black Music Month. <laughs> and the month is to honor the contributions of Black musicians. And um, President Jimmy Carter actually declared the month of June to be Black Music Month. And this was in 1979 when he declared June as Black Music Month. Yeah, but it should be Black Music Year because so much draws from Black music in popular culture. But you know, they probably thinking they got February. Now they got <laughs> the shortest month. <laughs> you know how they like to do us. <laughs> so thank you, President Carter, for thinking of Black musicians and Black artists. Mm -hmm. So, um, and five ways to celebrate Black Music Month. And this is from New Pittsburgh Center. You can discover Black music from different genres because you know there's an influence in a lot of genres from Black artists and Black musicians, Black music. You can watch Black music documentaries. So um, I don't consider the Ike and Tina biopic a documentary, but it tells you a lot about their life. 
<laughs> speaking of <laughs> Tina Turner, that is a really good biopic. So have you seen it, Boo? I have. Because uh-huh. okay. it's, yeah, because their story is compelling. Yeah. Um, so shout and then, out of course, to- Angela Bass's performance, too, and that, not associated with that, but but the What's Love Got to Do with a movie. Mm-hmm. He was amazing in that movie. So, yeah, Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne, they really acted well mm-hmm. in that biopic. Uh, you can also read books on Black music. You can discover and support new Black artists. And then you can visit music museums or attend a show. So, I mean, if you're thinking of ways to personally celebrate, you can do that. What I did, though, was watch a Tiny Desk concert hey. on NPR. Because, you know, I love me my Tiny Desk. They are, they are cute. I really like those. And you know who has one now? Who? Uncle Charlie Wilson. <laughs> we talked about Uncle Snoop earlier. Now we're talking about Uncle Charlie Wilson. But that's uh, the respectable uncle. <laughs> <laughs> the reputable one. Snoop is that uncle who we are hoping one day he reaches the Uncle Charlie Wilson level. <laughs> but he's still the fun uncle. Yes. So um, I just want to say the tiny desk, 30 minutes. Wow, that's a long yeah. one. Normally they're like 15 to 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, 30 minutes. And I was there grooving and snapping my fingers <laughs> and dancing the whole time. It was really good. Um, the set list is as follows. My name is Charlie. Last name Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, I didn't know this, but Charlie Wilson sang on computer love. Did you oh, know, I know that? that? No, I didn't know that either. He does it on Tiny Desk and he he states that he sang on Computer Love. And I was like, wow, I'm learning new facts. And then there goes my baby. And then he goes into a song, I'm Blessed. Now, during this song, he gave a, well, before the song, I should say, he gave a mini testimony and he talked about how he was addicted to crack cocaine and alcohol. And now he's 28 years sober, clean and sober. Well, so like yes claps for him but then also <laughs> at the end of i'm blessed he starts shouting like he was really in church <laughs> <laughs> and he had like the whole place shouting like they were having church service so i said okay then after that he went into yearning for your love so you know that song right i'm not familiar with that for your love. And then he sang um, a verse of Sweet Yams. So it's a song that he has with, I believe the artist is Masego. So Masego is a newer artist. And then Charlie Wilson, he sung the um, the hook on it. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. <laughs> I know I'm cracking. And then he um, ends the tiny desk with Outstanding. And so that was his song he had with the Gap Band. Outstanding, uh huh. Girl, you knocked me out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you reminded me, boo. Um, like when you said he got churchy for that moment, uh huh. About that, um, reel that I sent you about (laughs) if commercial jingles were churchy and that lady was singing the McDonald's. (laughs) Oh my goodness, that was hilarious! It was hilarious. And what something about a milkshake on a Sunday, (laughs) or what she kept saying something about the milkshake, but you know, it's funny because, um people in the comments were like, you know, the ice cream machine was still broken. (laughs) 
right? Put the put the ice cream machine on the sick and shut in list. But if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, look up uh, TikTok or on Instagram Reels, like uh, I don't know McDonald's church jingle or something, <laughs> and you'll see it. It actually sounded good though. She was good, yeah. Like she made me want to go get some McDonald's. <laughs> I do want to recognize um, the musicians that played behind Charlie Wilson since it is Black Music Month. So of course the vocals, Charlie Wilson, mm. and then Jorrell Quinn vocals, Leah Thompson vocals, Gia Wire vocals. And then I think her name is Dottie. Oh, okay. Not the, serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Not the serial killer. And then you had uh, Angel Hines, also vocals, Cordell Walton, keys, and the music director, Rain Man. He was on drums. He was making it rain on the drums. Alex Williams, guitar. Stephen Johnson on keys. Lawrence Washington, keys and bass. EQ, which I think it is like a sound machine or equalizer. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry. EQ was on bass. Sorry. That was just his name or her name. And then they saved the white guy for last. <laughs> but when Charlie introduced him, he said, Brother Nick. <laughs> And he was on saxophone. Now, let me tell you now, Brother Nick was a cute white man. Well, you know, he Brother Nick's invited to the cookout. He, he's invited to the cookout because he was jamming on the sax. He was all on beat. And, you know, sometimes our Caucasian brothers and sisters, they be missing the beat sometimes. Yes, we've seen it. Nick, he was on beat. So shout out to him. Speaking of which, it's like every time Simon Cowell tries to clap to artists on the show, he tends to be offbeat. And why was he offbeat when he's in the music industry? <laughs> they still haven't taught him? I, I guess Ra not. Randy Jackson should be like, look, man. <laughs> Randy too busy trying to fight off being a mummy. He's so thin. <laughs> <laughs> not during Black Music Month. Stop it. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Randy. <laughs> but... In addition to June being Black Music Month, real quick, I just wanted to give an update on the NBA Finals because oh, you know yeah, that. Let us know what's happening, boo. That is still happening. Um, Denver leads the series two games to one, but that's okay, right? We know that the Miami Heat are very relentless. They are a very good team. And I'm still rooting for Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Well, there's more games to play. There's three games down, four more games to go. And the next game is in Miami, right? So basically, the Nuggets are doing what the Heat did. They stole one in Denver, right? So now mm -hmm. Denver stole one in Miami. So okay. all Miami needs to do is defend their home court next game to tie it up, 2-2. I'm sure that's a pretty good chance they'll do that. That's all they need to do. <laughs> but it's, it's very obvious who you're pulling for. <laughs> I, I am pulling for... Miami Heat, specifically Jimmy Butler, because I really like him as a player. So, mm -hmm. which is ironic because a lot of people think I would just automatically go for the West Coast team, but nah. <laughs> nah. Well, thanks for the update on that, Boo. You're welcome. But you know those athletes, what they could use since they're probably all sore. <laughs> crack? A good chiropractic crack. I was going to say tacos from Jack in the Box. Oh, maybe that's Jack too. in the Crack. <laughs> Uncle Snoop's uh, Munchie Pop meal. <laughs> but no, like, uh, I I know you and I both been watching the new TLC show, Crack Addicts. And it's not about crack, people taking crack. No. <laughs> but it's about um, this uh, chiropractor, uh, Dr. Alessandra Cologne. 
mm-hmm. in Florida, Miami area, I think. But I she so. um, sees extreme cases of people who need chiropractic help. So let me just read the description. It says, with groundbreaking chiropractic methods, Dr. Alessandra Colon and her staff tackle extreme and de- debilitating physical conditions through every snap, crack, and pop. She provides relief when no one else can. And it's almost satisfying. It's like Dr. Um, Pimple Popper, Sandra Lee. Mm-hmm. Satisfying when she pops something, you like, you're like, ooh, it's gross, but you can't stop watching. And you can't, like with Dr. Cologne, you love when she does that crack and you can hear it audibly on the, in the camera. And the people but, are like, oh. Yeah, you could see their faces, like re- relief washes over them. Uh. Uh-oh, ASMR, <laughs> she's bringing it back, y'all. Your face moves like, what is she about to no, do? No, I, was like, I was getting ready. <laughs> But no, it's a, it's um, if you like Dr. Lee's Pimple Popper show, you should watch uh, Dr. Cologne's Crack Addict show. Um, if any, if anything, to hear the crunching and the popping. <laughs> it when I watched it, I was thinking, dang, do I need to go get cracked? I always think that too now that I watch it. Yeah, because her patients seem so satisfied and relieved of pain or what ailment the they were dealing with. Yeah, yeah. and then um. The physical therapist, that chocolate man, <laughs> that milk chocolate man. Yes. Yes. He he could be my physical therapist, <laughs> especially when he told the patient, put a thumb in your booty or something. I was like, what? Well, I, I've always been afraid of um, going to the chiropractor because I feel like I don't want to leave with them cracking my neck and I'm paralyzed. No. <laughs> so, but watching the show makes me believe that I should go at least give it a try because I always feel tension in my upper body. And I feel like if I get this cracking done, it might really help. Yeah, I, I do believe that. So, because from watching that show, you you think going to the chiro- chiropractor is not important, but she's showing you why it's important. Like the girl who was having problems with farts escaping her body. <laughs> the flatulence. <laughs> I don't have that problem, but poor thing, right? Yeah. And then she went and got cracked and now she can control her flatulence. Yeah, it was, I mean, because I remember they interviewed her before the uh, the chiropractor appointment and they're like, how long can you go without farting? And it, it wasn't very long. It was like 20 seconds, was it like 15 seconds or Is something? Is it within the first 20, 30 seconds? Well, and then the doctor, she said that usually when she cracks her patients, a fart does slip out. So she's smelling farts all day <laughs> yeah she did say that like she's but, earning every money every after dime. the appointment <laughs> after the appointment the 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 client was able to not fart on camera for the longest time so like it was two minutes almost two, like, three or, minutes i think yeah. yeah so i was happy for her because there's some imagine if you can't control your your farts even though they say do not hold farts in if you need to let one out, just let it out. But it's not normal in the case of her, her and situation because it's so often for her. Mm-hmm. So I like it's to the point where that's why she came in because she was farting at work so often. <laughs> Wait, what about the lady who had terrible migraines? But it was because she was wearing the corset. Oh my it's like, girl, stop wearing the corset. <laughs> that's what Dr. Cologne said. I think I think your issue is the corset, really. 
but that she's going for the record for the tiniest waist. I hope she makes her 15 inches. She's currently at 16, she said. That is insane. Very. Because then at, when you when you get your name into the Guinness World Book of Records and someone's going to say, well, you know what? I'm going to go to 14 inches. I'm going to 14, yeah. And pretty soon they went one inch. Can you imagine? <laughs> well. So the doctor was like, where are your organs? <laughs> So yes, I, I am hooked. So thank you, Boo, for suggesting that I watch that. Because you're welcome, uh, Boo. Yeah, I was and like, now we might both go get cracked ourselves. Oh, a bougie boo experience. <laughs> getting cracked. Let me write that down. Oh, wait, we can go get cracked and then go eat at Jack and the Crack. Oh, there you go. It's a cracktastic day. Perfect content for our proposed next venture. Well, I know you want to shout out a special person, but I, before you do that, this uh-huh. person was also telling us about her cracking experience and she, how she's always afraid going into her appointments, even after being cracked. But in the, at the end of the day, she really does enjoy her appointments and they, she finds relief from them. Mm-hmm. But, and I can kind of relate to her because I think, um, like I said, I've always been terrified I, uh, that something could go wrong and I'll leave paralyzed and even after a few sessions, I think I'd still be wary because you never know. But you, just you know, never know. Well, even the doctor. Sh- oh, sorry. Go, oh, go ahead. ahead. Even the doctor Webu. I was gonna say even the doctor said that. Um, what is her name? Because Alice Alessandro. Doctor Cologne. Cologne. Yeah. Um, she even said that she wants to make sure her patients are comfortable. She doesn't want them to be nervous, you know, or suffer a stroke as a result of something that she did, you know. So when she said that, I was like, oh. Well, and um, this person that we're about to shout out, because <laughs> I'm going to have you do it, but, but she was also talking about how um, even after these appointments, she has to be mindful to not tense up because the whole point is to be loose while the doctor does that, the cracking. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to give them resistance to the whole process. But anyway, I think it's time you shout out <laughs> our friend here. Well, we're going to shout you out because one you are a faithful listener since day one even before we even had an episode we were sharing with her our plans and she's like oh that's great and she even said she wanted to do like work behind the scenes and we're like we don't have no work behind the scenes we can't pay no one either (laughs) you gonna work pro bono not yet, not yet. We're still building. But anyway, she did help us out tremendously this week. And we appreciate you, Miss Dee Dee. Not gonna hey. say your last name, you know, I ain't gonna put you on blast like that, but we just love your support and thank you for all your help up until now. And thank you for listening. Thank you. So, yes. Anything else, Boo? I felt like no. we were rambling today. Well, no, we're just having a nice friendly conversation today, but I feel like the the takeaways for me is I'm going to go listen to Card while eating some Jack in the Box and then hopefully get some cracking going on. Oh, that sounds good. In that order. In that (laughs) order. But then if I do the cracking after all that, I might let out big old flatulence. Who knows? Well, after go eating some Jack in the Cracks, you want to kind (laughs) of clear (laughs) that. Rid your system of that crack. Mm -hmm. But I guess on that note, I'll leave like this if we were doing ASMR earlier. Okay, Boos. Till next time. Be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. 